You're listening to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. I'm Gandalf. I'm Matt. And I'm Nathan Van Horn. The Bible is the most read book ever, but for many, it is merely fiction. Join our conversation as we connect the dots to reveal that the story of the Bible is not only true, it's better than fiction. To learn more about the show and to contact us directly, visit our website at betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com. And on that note, listener, if you have uh, questions, comments, concerns, you can go to our website, especially if you have questions. Uh, one of the things we like to do is if just scheduling just doesn't work out where all three of us can uh, come together to record, we like to do little uh, question and answer episodes and that is supplied by you guys. So if you guys have a question, it, it doesn't have to be related to what we've been talking about in the episode. It could be something else in the scripture. Uh, go to our website, betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com, and uh, leave us a question, and we'll address it. We'll talk about it in an episode. That sound good to you guys? Yeah, it sounds great. <laughs> by the way, so, when, when you were doing the intro, I thought, man, he is remarkably consistent in the cadence of his voice when he's doing the intro. Mm-hmm. I, for one, because we talk more and more about the AI stuff that's you know burgeoning in the background right. uh, behind the you know behind the mic, and uh, I want to throw off the algorithm more than you're doing. I think you're making it easy to do a Gandalf deep fake. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know if this is really me. This could this could be AI. Yeah, if there's one of us who could pull it off, it would be you. <laughs> this is Chat GPT Gandalf. We've are, we're joking like I'm going to do it one day, but I already did it. So no, it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. You say the whole world's ending, honey. It already did. <laughs> <laughs> we already live in the matrix. That's right. So we are continuing our conversation this week. We are still in Genesis 25. We are talking about the two brothers, um, and we will be talking about them for the next little while. But we're gonna we're gonna bring the plane down a little bit. We're gonna yeah. go from plane to helicopter and hover closer to the text this week than we, we jumped around a lot last week. Last week I, you talking about like plane, I feel like we were like space shuttle last, yeah. last we, were, week. we were looking for oil on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's also reasons in the text for this. Like a few weeks ago when we actually read the scripture, um was Genesis 25 beginning verse 19 it's these are the generations like we already know that's the turn phrase from Genesis 2 4 forward that anytime you see these are the generations pay attention hey, pay attention we're setting the stage so it should come as no surprise to us that the details that are about to be mentioned are not only taking us back in the story but it's also framing there's some framework that's going to be taking place here uh, in uh, what's about to transpire over this story of uh, Isaac and Rebecca and Jacob and Esau. So for today, um, well, and it's, can, I, can I say sure. one thing to that? It is interesting how, and I gave you a hard time about this a few episodes ago that you were, because usually, re, uh, listener, when when we have a genealogy passage, I know I'm going to be reading that week because they're gonna, <laughs> they're going to make me uh, pronounce the uh, difficult names. And so I knew there was, you know, some kind of ace up Matt's sleeve. And so he's like, oh, I'll read this genealogy. And it's because it's a much more narrow genealogy. <laughs> but why, why would this genealogy, this is, this is where we're going in the episode, why would this genealogy be narrower? Because we're going from nations oh, yeah. to the namesake of a 
nation. Nation. Yeah. yeah. Jacob will become Israel. Right. The, I just I just want to say the, the the story, like we go back and forth and, and you know how things are alluded to, reference typologies and all that. But man, there there's a story that is funneling down to a narrower scope uh, as as the Old Testament goes forward. Mm. So for today, for today, why don't we pick up in verse 21? This is after the, these are the generations of, verse 21, we've already read this, uh, talking about Isaac, talking to Rebecca, his barren wife. And why don't we read through verse 28, and then we're going to talk, as we introduced last week, reminding ourselves of what Chekhov's guns mean. And we're going to look at a couple of those today in the text that are going to be things that are going to happen in this story by the third act. All right. So does that work? Uh, you want to say something, Nathan? No, I, 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 gotcha. I just knew that when you, we were doing a genealogy and it, again, didn't have any names that I'm assuming Gandalf is reading this time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's not lost on me that you told me to pick up in 21, like after. <laughs> okay, well, in, you can pick up in 19. I was just no, trying to, I don't want to help you out there, in, bro. in the words of early 90s pop music, whoop, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, just begin in verse 21. All right, this is Genesis 25, starting in verse 21, as always, from the ESV. And Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife, because she was barren. The Lord granted his prayer, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. The, child's, the children struggled together within her, and she said, If it is thus, why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other. The older shall serve the younger." When her days to give birth were completed, behold, there were twins in her womb. The first came out red and all his body like a hairy cloak, so they called his name Esau. Afterward, his brother came out with his hand holding Esau's heel, so his name was called Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. When the boys grew up, Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field, while Jacob was a quiet man dwelling in tents. Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Mm. Lots to talk about there. Lots. So, so much to talk about. So one of the things that when you do read a genealogy, what are you reading about? You're reading about the history of people. Yeah, but specifically, if you're reading a genealogy, you're reading what? Like names. 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 Yeah. Right. And one of the things that the Bible does a lot over and over again. You got to know who begat whom. You, not only who begat whom, but the names mean something. Yeah. And like, for instance, we've. And, and, and historiographically, people would say this is, uh, they would call it like etiology, etiology. Um, you hear it pronounced both ways. Um, it's, it's a recording of past events that gives an explanation for the way things are in the present. Right. Like there, there's there's something about that name that it's the, the Chekhov's gun kind of thing. It you should draw some inferences about where the story might be going from what you read by the introduction to the character. Do y'all remember when we did the Sumerian Kings list? Yes. The the Ten Kings. I loved that episode. By the way, that was the Ancestry.com. Episode. Yeah, that was like episode thirteen or something. Yeah, way way back when, uh, maybe twenty. Episode twenty. It was more than 100 episodes ago. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, a, it was a long time ago. But Gosh, we, we talked about like how all of these names like meant something, but that because these stories are much older than the Hebrew language, that likely 
We're mo- getting the Hebrew translation. Or the, the Hebrew translations of these people, or it's just the the names the Hebrews gave these people. Like, it, uh, that's... and I, I'm not trying to say that the Hebrew is wrong. I'm just saying that no, they are shaped... This, shape, this they, is the way they yeah. wrote the text of Scripture. They're yeah. wanting to shape... Not just the way they wrote it, the way God inspired it. That's right. This is the way God wanted us to have it so that we might think about things. And it also shows his providence, uh, you know, even in, you know, this story as well. So, well, but, and, and again, and again, we want a Bible that connects the dots well in our day and time, but we rob it of its authority when we don't allow it to connect dots in its day and time. Yeah. And in the words of Forrest Gump, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> so my grow group leader here at the church, or one of them, I have three of them, they're all excellent, um, but uh, they rotate through. But uh, Lee Walker, you know, and Lee Walker is a faithful listener to the podcast. He's ophthalmologist. We were on judicial council at MC together. Yeah, I know you know Lee Walker. I had, to, recu- I had to recuse myself when my wife got a parking ticket on, <laughs> ticket on campus. <laughs> well, so whenever you listen which to we us, paid. Dr. Which we Walker, paid. Uh, we, we are fans of you and friends, and we appreciate you. But... Anyway, one of the things I was talking a few years ago, they had a daughter and they named her Miriam. She's a precious girl, precious girl. So Lee is married to Suzanne, and uh, we were talking about the meaning of names, and they'd already picked out the name Miriam. Miriam means rebellion. And it was like brave choice. <laughs> whoa. And I remember Suzanne thinking or talking about like, whoa, how about that? Now that does not well, speak we, of we have this, the Miriam that they We have. have this with our kids. So Judah was originally um, going to be Judah Tate Van Horn. Mm-hmm. He's Judah Averett. And a few weeks before he was scheduled to be born, one of our church members said, Tate, preacher, we'll just call him Tater. <laughs> and we said, nope, you won't. And we changed his name. <laughs> we'll just <laughs> we changed it. And, and so we couldn't decide between Judah Emmett, which is Hebrew for truth, yeah. and Avery, so he became Judah Averett. Gandalf, what's the meaning of your name? I'm trying to remember. James. James? It's Jacob. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, James, James, James is from Jacob. Supplanter. Supplanter. Yeah, that, mm. you deceiver. Yeah, when, when, sometimes when Gandalf tells you he's going to cut something from the episode that you said that embarrasses you and he puts it at the end, <laughs> J- Jacob. <laughs> gotcha. And what, what about your brother's name? John. John. I, I don't know what the meaning of John is. What's the meaning of John, Nathan? I don't remember off the top of my head. John, I feel like I should know that. Oh, gosh. I'm going to have to Google I, this one. I'm going to be. He, he, I'm hates gonna be the, he hates this fact. His name. Is only because it, it's the other son of Zebedee. Like his name only exists because of my name, and I relentlessly remind him of that fact. Ooh, graced <laughs> by God. There we go. How about that? <laughs> but um, I need to see the. Yeah, how about that? Well, I don't want to get caught too much down the rabbit hole, but it does uh, play in today's story that that these are the generations, whether. It looks like one or not. This is set up as a genealogy. Before they're actually telling the story, they're telling the information from the genealogy. And what is so interesting about this is there are statements that occur in this genealogy that harken back to earlier genealogies. Hmm. And we'll get to that in just a minute. Some but, of them involving the divergence of brothers like we've been talking about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so... Moving forward in this, so Isaac and Rebecca, they have these two children, and they're struggling in her womb. And the first one is called Esau. So what does Esau's name mean, Nathan? Red. (laughs) 
I felt like you were giving me an easy chance at redemption after missing John. <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. But like my, my dad doesn't listen regularly, but he listened to a random episode, and he's going to listen to this episode, of course, because I didn't know a Greek or Hebrew thing. Right. He's going to shake his head. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I knew Esau, Dad. Be proud of me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right. Uh, and it's and it's right there in the text. Why are they naming that? Because he came out red. Because he came out red. <laughs> it's like that scene in Shawshank Redemption. Why do they call you red? I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm Irish. <laughs> Clearly you're not Irish. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the other thing is, is that Jacob is named here. And so... What does the word Jacob mean, James? It means supplanter. Supplanter. And because why? Because he does what? Straight out of the womb. Like no, he's well, he, he's grabbed onto Esau. On the yeah, <laughs> grabbing his heel. Mm-hmm. Like, I refuse to let you get to. Like I say this as a slow guy. You know, like the joke is, if a bear is chasing us, I don't have to be faster than the bear. I just have to be faster than you. I'm not fast, so I've got to grab your heel or step on the back of your knee so I can escape. <laughs> Jacob's pulling one of those straight out of the womb. Aptly mm. named. Yeah. Man, so much to think about there. I, it was just immediately. Yeah, is he taking of, something that's not his or something that was going to be his all along? That's the grand mystery we're dis- discussing for the next several episodes. Right, because I was thinking Genesis 3.15, striking the heel, even though this is the other side, so to speak, because mm. Jacob beat the seed of promise. Um. But um, hmm. so there, uh, uh, there's a lot, lot to think there. I'll, I'll, I'll need to meditate on that a little bit more. But there's there's a couple of other things in dealing with uh, this text when we look at this. Is that in verse 27 it says, "When the boys grew up, Esau was a skillful hunter and a man of the field." All right, Gandalf, what, when I say skillful hunter and we think about where we've been in the text and all we've done and man of the field, what are those places? Where does your mind go to the story, well, in the I'm, story? I'm thinking two places. I'm thinking hunter. I'm thinking Nimrod, Nimrod from the, the Babel incident. Mm-hmm. No one names their kid Nimrod. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> That's right. And then talking about, like, field... I'm thinking of like um, Cain. Right? Yeah, the uh, man of the field. Cain was the man of the field. Uh, so it's 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 interesting. So you've got Nimrod and Cain here, mm-hmm. but then it moves over to Jacob, and you have he's different. He's not a man of the field. He is a quiet man. Dwelling in tents. Now, growing up in Sunday school, uh, Gandalf, how was this story portrayed to you, Jacob and Esau? Oh well, J- well, like um, Esau is like a Giga Chad, right? It's like you know this ripped guy is like <laughs> going out into the field and like just punching his Giga prey to death. Chad. <laughs> <laughs> and Esau is like this sickly, weak-looking guy that's like, or Jacob is, or sorry, and Jacob's like this sick, weak guy who's like hiding in the tent and he can't go outside and he's, you know, pathetic, making this, cookies with mom. As, exactly. as, yeah. as SPF ninety-five. Yeah, he, he's the kid who took home ec while Esau took shop class. <laughs> <laughs> You know, can I just say, like, as someone who's not good with my hands, you know, schools, school education evaluates a very uh, narrow spectrum of the brain's potential functions. Mm. And uh, 
you want to like part of you wants to be the rugged Esau man, but a shop class probably would have destroyed my GPA. Like, it was, <laughs> uh, like, like as a guy who thrived because they only tested these skills. Uh, and like, I think of the breakfast club where the ki- the kid's failing shop class because he couldn't make a lamp. I am that kid. Mm. I am with you, Jacob. <laughs> so, so but, what? But we we miss that on Jacob because that's not really what it says, right? It's because kind of it, point he's so he's a dweller in tents. So it's it's even though it's applied to well, Jacob was as I've even heard people say Jacob's more feminine, Esau's more masculine. And this is why Rebecca loved Jacob because he was, you know, he was a mama's boy. He stayed at home, made meals with her, liked cooking, you know, that type of thing. Uh, and then you have Esau, who's a man's man. You know, he's got, you know, the 37 inch mud tires and the lift kit on his truck. And he's, <laughs> he is definitely straight from his raptor. We're going hard after Giga Chad today. <laughs> <laughs> but what's a word I'd never heard before we started recording. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> But when you actually look at the text, there is another genealogy to help us understand what this genealogy is saying, and it's Genesis chapter 4. So Genesis chapter 4, where it's actually the genealogy of Cain, and it's going through um, the the sons of Cain. Well, there's this guy named Lamech, which, by the way, is we remember him. We he, know Lamech. He's the, he's the original Giga Chad. Yeah. <laughs> right. So he if took two. Cain is to be avenged sevenfold. <laughs> That's right. So this is Genesis four nineteen. <laughs> like I think of, I think of Lamech, and I think of. Did y'all ever see the Disney movie The Rescuers Down Under? Yeah, <laughs> Joanna. Oh yes, catch me those eggs. Yeah. You know that George C. Yeah. Scott. Heavy, yeah, uh, I could have um, just said Patton. I don't uh, know what was that guy's name? McLeach. McLeach. Yeah, yeah. that's what his name was. But it's the George C. Scott voice. That's right. So the Carthaginians. So and it says, and Lamech took two wives. The name of one was Ada, and the other was Zillah, and Ada bore Jabal, and he was the father of those who dwell in tents and all have livestock. You hear it? Oh, there it is. Jabal, the dwelling in tents and having... They're not in the kitchen. They're in the 4-H club. That's right. It's animal husbandry. It's shepherding. Mm, okay. Yeah. So wait and a that, sec. That's a bigger dot back to Cain and Abel. That's right. So it's... So Jacob is a shepherd. By the way, if you move forward in the story, Jacob doesn't go and serve Laban, we're not there yet, and make food for him. He goes and <laughs> <laughs> he goes. He doesn't The world's first shawarma. Yeah, that's right. Which shawarma is delicious, and I it would is. give you my daughter if you can make a good if, one. If we know anything from biblical stories, it's always good to be the shepherd. Yeah, it's always good you, to yeah. be the shepherd. Well, and I shepherd. and I thought of, you know, we 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 didn't go to this dot. But um, Jacob is taking care of Laban's sheep. Yeah. Well, exactly. Uh and following in the path of the Abraham Isaac thing, because you know, we we talked about this. What's the language used of Ishmael? Oh, yeah. He's excellent he's, with the bow. He's a wild man. Mm-hmm. Jacob's quiet. Ishmael's wild. Right. And Ishmael is skilled with the bow. He's a hunter. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's the shepherd and the hunter thing. Pulling these threads tight of, of seeing uh, how these things fit together. So, but also. That doesn't he, mean we were right last week, though. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was, so, that's still up in the air. So, interesting. There was another son of Lamech. And the other son, Zillah, bore Tubalcane, and he was the forger of all instruments of bronze and iron. Um, so here's just here's some interesting stuff. And here. what are the what are they for? Are we talking about 
plows and pitchforks, or are we talking about swords and spears, right? It depends on what you want to use them for. That's it. Yeah. But what is, by the way, what is Esau using to go hunting? He's using a weapon. Um, mm. So every going back to Genesis 25, and when you just just hear these words again of these two boys in verse 27... When the boys grew up, so you're, you're saying he's got a, he's got more in common with his great 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 uncle Cain than he does with his grandfather Abraham. Maybe so, but here's <laughs> the other thing: is that who is Esau trying to be like here? Who is Esau trying to be like? And we've already let the cat out of the bag, so to speak, of what happens, and we read about it in Genesis 26 or the end of 26. Esau takes how many wives, Gandalf? More than one. Two specifically, and we'll first get person to, to do this in scripture, Lamech. Lamech, <laughs> right? Exactly. So it's kind of like, hey, it's almost like I've seen this somewhere before. E- Esau is like he's Thanos collecting the infinity stones of all the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you, know, it, you, you remember, like, it, do you ever watch the movie? Uh, some like hero movie with or any kind of cartoon growing up with your friends, and there was always that kid that always wanted to be the bad guy that. You know, for instance, you're I watching. I should have known it from the kids. <laughs> they called me Mr. Glass. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you watch Batman and the one kid's like, I want to be the Joker. Yeah, and you're like. <laughs> it's always the Joker kid. There's yeah. That, well, there's <laughs> there's that internet clip of like the spelling bee and the kid gets the word that he knows how to spell and he misses the first letter. Mm. And like the, the, the head, the, like the little descriptor line above it is. <laughs> the beginning of this kid's super villain origin story. <laughs> that's, that's right. I want to be the Joker. So, but l- let's talk about how many, for lack of a better term, super villains Esau is a, being associated with in this short passage. By the way, like let, let's, I know we'll come back to this, but it, not only does he marry two women, yeah. Let's talk about their names. Oh, well, yeah. You want to put that on hold? No, I like we can come back to it, but it yeah. bears it bears saying. Like, yeah, so there. Right, let me let me see if I can think of all the, all the people that he's calling back to. Yeah. All right. So looking uh, at the text from just these few lines, just from these lines, skillful hunter, man of the field. Jacob was a quiet man, dwelling in tents, and the fact that Esau has married two wives. So he's a great hunter. That's Nimrod. Mm-hmm. He's a man of the field. That's Cain. Right. Um, he's married multiple wives. That's Lamech. That's Lamech. Who am I, what else am I missing? Well, and Ish- then also Ishmael, Ishmael uh, connected oh. to the skillful with the bow. Yes. Um, and so then and then Tubal Cain, uh, the weapons. Weapons. That's right. Like it's like all. It's, oh, but, oh, but wait. We'll have one more name when we talk about the wives. Uh, yeah. Oh, Canaan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he marries. Canaanites. By the way, no surprise that Nimrod sets up his kingdoms in the land of Canaan. It's really interesting, yeah. uh, things like that. But yeah. yeah, and because we've talked about this, uh, we've got to talk about the names. We'll come back to them. But okay, we can talk about the names. He, he marries two Canaanite women. Matt, what are, the Hebrew meaning, what are their names and the Hebrew meanings of their names? Okay, when Esau was 40 years old, he took Judith... Uh, the daughter of Barry the Hittite to be his wife, and Basemith, the daughter of Elon the Hittite. And they made life bitter for Isaac and Rebekah. All right, let's talk here just really, real quick. These two names, are, uh, according to Jewish tradition, mean harlotry and perfume. 
Why would you name your daughter? Harley <laughs> Tree? Uh, well, so there's um, so the real bad guy here is there is, is their well, parents. Yeah, who is well, naming is, their child Harley Tree and Perfume? Well, and so the, and and you have different takes on this. Harley Tree, uh, come, come like inside. You, <laughs> Gosh. What kind of perfume? Harlotry, um, Harlotry. Hey, dinner, yeah. dinner time. Harlotry. Um, <laughs> Bueller. Um, the uh, but uh, so fast forward in the Old Testament, you have uh, Jezebel. Yeah. Um, some scholars think that the name in the text is sometimes a play on words, right? Because Jezebel is like shameless woman or no honor, and some people think it's more likely her name is. Isabel, like beautiful, right? <laughs> and but because of her role in Israelite history, it's meant to altered. God and His people. She's Jezebel, right? It's like the whole Babel thing, like the Babel in the sense of the ancient Eucharistic has that. We idea. don't know that, by the way. That's an idea that it's, that has some explanatory power, right? I'm not saying you should bank on that. Ancient Babylonians' understanding. of I'm Babel. also not naming my daughter Harlotry. <laughs> But ancient Babylonians, remember we talked about Babel meaning uh, gateway to the gods, but then in Hebrew, the way they use it, it's confusion. confusion. Yeah. It's, so it's a it's it's like a there's a but and there's a lot of wordplay. Right. So much wordplay. Heel I love grabber. The idea of the New Testament writers just throwing out playground level insults. <laughs> <laughs> but so so it's kind of like, all right, so Esau, who do you want to be? Do you want to be Thanos? Do you want to be the Joker? Do you want to be sorry? I want to be all of them. I want to be. Give me an all. Give me them all. So, like, so like, <laughs> every ring of power. Yeah, Esau's got his infinity gauntlet on, and he's collecting bad guy tropes as infinity stones. <laughs> Just one In, more. Infinity gauntlet on one hand, ring of power on the other. But, but, but this, this does bear repeating. Um, we have to go there, and we can come back to it. We will come back to it, mm-hmm. but why do I? Why do we highlight the Canaanite wives? Not just two wives, but two Canaanite wives. Why is that? Where, where do we know? Where do we know Canaan from? Oh, our guy. We're this, not, we can't. We don't have time to go fully there today. Uh, Remember our guy, our trilogy. Think, trilogy. Think right. back to the trilogy episodes. Yes, that's Along right. Along with the art of the deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, yeah. Uh, th- this is highlighting potentially. Some of that, and that's that's something to, that to me that's we'll save that for later. Yeah. So let's let's go back now to contrasting Esau, who is like, for instance, like Slytherin are the bad guys, Jim. <laughs> Slytherin are the bad guys, but not just this. This guy is getting slapped with a uh, uh, a, a note on his uh, papers in elementary school. O D D. You know what O D D is? Oppositional defiance disorder? Absolutely. Mm. Esau is out of control. He is out of control. He is wild. But he can bring in some good meat from the field. That's right. These guys are always And useful. Papa loves a steak. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's getting into that. Red meat. So, so what, what is interesting, what is interesting is Esau is a skillful hunter, man of the field, while Jacob was a quiet man. Remember, we're not talking about frosting brownies. We're talking about Animal husbandry, most likely. He's a non-Gaston. It's not about decibels. Yeah. It's about disposition. Oh, that's so good. Say that one more time. It's it's he's not Gaston. It's not mm-hmm. about decibels. It's about disposition. In, in fact, this is the same word. In other words, when they in Genesis thirty-three, when they're you know they haven't seen each other in a long time, Jacob is not 
off base to wonder, I wonder if my brother's going to try to kill me. Right. Esau's probably not worrying the same thing about Jacob. No, <laughs> not at all. And it's like, well, he's Esau's coming with 400 men. Well, that's just what Esau does. He goes everywhere with 400 men. Like, because, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like, <laughs> so Esau, he goes, he goes to Enterprise and it's like, what kind of car do you want? You know, you've got to drive to the airport, to the hotel. He's like, man, do you have like an F-750? Like, I think I would like, you know, something with diesel. Like stretch limo Tahoe, please. Esau definitely has a Bluetooth speaker, like playing his like intro music wherever he goes. <laughs> yeah, he 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 definitely has uh, WWE wrestling uh, wrestling entrance music. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, but so what's an interesting thing here? And I know we're going to run out of time, so this is going to bleed we'll in the come next back episode. To it, yeah, but there's one word here. Jacob was a quiet man. Well, Nathan happens to have been recently in a teaching series on Wednesday nights at his church um, mm. on another guy that the same word is used to describe. Who is that, Nathan? Job. Job. In fact, right there in Job 1.1, it's the word blameless. Yeah. And this is, by the way, blameless. I think first time scripturally is used of Noah. Yes. It's a word, we'll, right. it's a word we'll see a lot in Leviticus to, to describe the type of sacrifices that are acceptable. It's a word we'll see in, I'm preaching through Philippians right now on Sunday mornings. And, uh, you know, Paul says, therefore, just as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more so in my absence. And I'm quoting from memory. This may not be the ESV. Sorry. Bleep. Um, uh, but continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling uh, because it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work in his good pleasure. And then what does he say? Do all things without grumbling and complaining that you may be blameless and pure children of God in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine like stars. There's an Abraham reference. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Like that, that, that whole story is lurking in the background for Paul so much of the time. So this is going to play in majorly in the next episode because we're going to talk about why is God using these very flawed people, but not just as antagonists, but as protagonists. Yes. And that's where we're going next time. Um, but one of the things I was just thinking about with Job, when we were talking about domesticated animals, like what, when Job is losing his livelihood, what dies? All, all of his livestock. And, and he loses it to ro- Roman uh, warriors. <laughs> yeah. Or Chaldean. Yeah. Yeah. Or roaming warriors. That's what I said. Oh, roaming. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he said not, Roman. I in other like, words, yeah, not no. people who dwell in tents. <laughs> Man, uh, the dots, next they're ep- everywhere. Next episode. And listener, something you should do without grumbling. I don't wonder God gave us a starting sky. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Anyone else is beautiful? Subscribing to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we have reached the end of the episode. But listener, for some reason, inexplicably, which I say that, but I know, I know you're out there. You listen to 127 episodes this podcast you have not yet subscribed sorry (laughs) please do that and that way you get a notification every Tuesday morning not only that but um, the spread of the show will go farther because the more of you that interact with the podcast by subscribing the more it gets recommended to other people who can be brought into the listenership so we have a lot more to say on Genesis 25 so go ahead and subscribe we'll be back next Tuesday morning have a good one see you next time Shalom. I loved it. I loved it.